0: For the Revolution, a show about self care in the age of resistance. Today, I want to talk about headlines and emotions and Jerry, Elaine, and George. And of course, we'll do a little bit of breathing. Out of curiosity, recently, I Googled Trump and roller coaster. I honestly don't know exactly what drove me to do that, but it came to me. I was curious. So here's what I found in headlines, news headlines. Trump himself or his policies have been likened to a roller coaster every week since the inauguration. Every single week. From the very first week of his presidency until the time of this recording. January 29, CNN, Trump's roller coaster, first week of diplomacy. February 3rd, Reuters, Trump's dollar paradox promises, roller coaster ride for currencies. February 3rd, US News, the Trump train is a roller coaster. February 6th, Trump's roller coaster promises a wild ride. February 7th, Republicans are willing to ride the Trump roller coaster for one simple reason. February 16th, foreignpolicy.com referred to the roller coaster in an article about the two state tap dance in the Middle East. March 3rd, Dickerson on President Trump's roller coaster week. March 5th, another wild ride on the immigration reform roller coaster. March 5th, Again, Financial Times over the wiretapping accusations. The tweets marked a dramatic end to a roller coaster week. March 7th, this one's Trevor Noah, I like it especially. He says we're all on one long tangerine roller coaster ride. March 17th, the presidency was called on its roller coaster ness twice, once in relation to Angela Merkel and the other on US China relations. So, yeah, I'm sure there's more, but every week. Has been a roller coaster week. All of the weeks. Can you feel it? Because I can feel it. It's a little bit crazy. I've never really loved roller coasters, but here it is. And we react. This one makes us angry. This other makes us sad. Our nervous systems get amped and then we come down. We can feel energized or exhausted we get excited about something, we get angry about something, we get down about something. And again, up and down and up and down. And that, you know, that's life. That's just how it all gets put together. For every positive, there's a negative. For every victory, a loss. For every bright sunny day, there are rain and shadows. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way it is. That's a good thing. Although maybe I shouldn't talk so much about good versus bad because that's it's another whole conversation, just a habit of our culture. In general, we like to label things as good or bad when in reality they just are, right? Zebras don't go around thinking like, well, that's bad news. It just is, right? Like there's that old expression, zebras don't get ulcers. Like they don't worry about stuff. They're not judging whether it's good or bad. It just is. But for us, for humans, there's good and bad. There just is. And I, I don't know that it helps so much to argue about whether something is inherently good or bad or whether it just is, I think if we can put a lens on it of just saying like, well, that's life, life has all of those things, I think that's really helpful. We need both, right? A lot of times in life in general, we're encouraged only to focus on one side or the other. Every cloud has a silver lining. Well, every silver lining has a cloud, right? Like every thing has its opposite. That's the way the world works. We're conditioned sometimes to only see bad news. You know those people, right? The glass half empty people, the Sean Hannity's of the world, the crisis people who every day are like, oh, and then this, and then oh, and then that, and we're all going to die. A meteor is coming and it's going to kill us all. These are the tragedy mongers. These are the people who thrive on fear. And it's a kind of energy, and we can be fed by that energy. Those are the glass half empty people, and then you know the glass half full people, the wellness people. I put wellness in quotes here, but there's a tendency only to appreciate the happy stuff. There's a whole movement about how to be happier, and I I don't disagree with that necessarily, but especially if you spend some time in this quote-unquote wellness world, it's it's a lot about how to be fearless. But you know... (laughs) How to be happy, how to be fearless, how to be how to rid your life of negative energy. Those aren't necessarily inherently wrong in their message because really they're just working to counterbalance all the misery and fear the rest of society is cultivating, but ultimately that doesn't work either. Setting a standard for fearlessness doesn't work because fear works. Fear is there for a reason. Setting a standard for good vibes only ignores the fullness of life. The law of the universe is balance. It's shadow and light, good vibes and not so good vibes. Yoga, the word itself, is often translated as union. And hatha yoga, which most of you could recognize just regular yoga, it's not um, vinyasa, which is the flow kind of yoga. So when you go to a, if you've ever gone to a yoga class where you're going posture, 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 posture. That's a vinyasa when you're just flowing through the postures with the breath. Hatha yoga is using basically all the same postures, but you build yourself into the shape and you remain in the shape for a few breaths. And then you deconstruct the shape as you transition out. And there's usually a little bit more pause in there. Hatha yoga can be translated as sun, moon, yoga, the union of sun and moon, the yoking, yoga, another translation is yoke, the yoking of light and dark, the integration of opposites. In yoga postures, what people are doing on the mat, there's always opposition. Some parts of the body are grounded and stable and others are lifting, light, weightless, effortless. There is strength and there is ease. You need them both and you need them both at the same time. The goal is not to swing wildly from one to the other. Right? And this is maybe my normal habit in life and a lot of people's normal habit in life. Go 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 crash. It's true for a lot of people, right? Go 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 crash. That's a roller coaster. That's that's a wild swing from one opposite to the other. There's an episode of Seinfeld I know, I know it's an old show and I know it means I'm old that I keep on making references to it. But there's an episode of Seinfeld. It's the one where, if you know the show at all, George decides to do the opposite of all of his instincts. And in this one, all sorts of crappy stuff starts to happen to Elaine. She starts in a very positive place, but then slowly things degrade for her. Her boyfriend breaks up with her, she gets in trouble at work. George, on the other hand who often is having horrible things happen to him all the time, is doing incredibly well, right? He starts doing the opposite of all of his instincts, and then things start going better and better and better for him. Meanwhile, in the middle, we have Jerry, who loses a gig, but then gets a different gig. Like he pretty much remains the same. Kramer calls him even Steven. It's funny when you watch it. It's not funny when I explain it. But all of that is to say, yes, things around you may change, but you, who you are, stays the same. There may be a roller coaster of a world happening, but you are stable. Think of yourself as Jerry. Elaine was up and George was down. Now George is up and Elaine is down, but Jerry's life is exactly the same. Guys, be Jerry. That's our goal. Be able to handle up and down b up and down at once for jerry there's no wild roller coaster he's fine i'm fine that's who jerry is he's fine he's always fine ps actual seinfeld uh meditates fun fact for your day so what we're going to do today is a breath practice where we cultivate a calm equanimity. And what I mean by that is an ability to stay even-steven by uniting the right and left hemispheres of the brain and of the body. Right and left in this tradition is often associated with sun and moon, light and shadow, vigorousness and easefulness, yang and yin, We're uniting them both in this practice called anolome valome. You don't have to know that name. It's alternate nostril breathing. That's it. It's said to balance out and clean out the energy channels in the body. And you can do alternate nostril breathing with a breath retention too, but we won't do that here. Starting simple and easy is best and is safe for most everyone to do. It's great to do first thing in the morning before you eat, but a few rounds any should be fine and nice and balancing. As you might guess with alternate nostril breathing, you'll be breathing through one nostril at a time. So if you're stuffy at all, if you have spring allergies or if you have a cold, you may want to blow your nose first before we start. I'll chat about something else so you can go get a tissue if you need to. I want to thank you for listening to Yoga for the Revolution. As always, if you're not already subscribed, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. I have a banner up on the site with links, so you can just click on that banner if the rest of the process seems otherwise challenging. Please do rate the podcast on iTunes or wherever. It would be very nice to hear from you guys. And you can always find back episodes on yogafortherevolution.org. You can talk to me on Facebook at facebook.com slash yoga for the revolution and I post little things here or there articles during the week in between new episodes of the podcast. You can also follow on Twitter at Y underscore F underscore T underscore R and that's where I'll sometimes have more real-time reactions to things like the healthcare vote or whatever else is going on in the moment because you guys know I record this ahead of time I'm not recording this the week it comes out because it's just it's just me I'm just a person one person doing these things so I like to record them ahead of time so that I can get ahead of myself So on Twitter, I'm able to react to things more realistically in real time, whereas here on the podcast, I may be talking about the healthcare vote, but when this comes out, it's going to be two and a half, three weeks later, and that may be old news by then. So follow on Twitter. Reach out and say something or ask any questions about yoga or meditation or anything that you like. Alternate nostril breathing comes with its own hand position, yoga gang sign, mudra, what have you. Start with the right hand. And bring the pointer finger and the middle finger into the palm. So these are your peace sign fingers. So you're going to bend those two down to touch the palm. Meanwhile, your pinky, your ring finger, and your thumb are up. Your thumb sticks out a little bit. It's kind of like old school hang loose Hawaii, but, you know, not quite. Your thumb will serve to close off the right nostril. Then when you switch, you'll remove the thumb and the ring finger will close off the left nostril. We'll walk through it together. Find a steady seat. Sits bones grounded, feet grounded, no legs cross if you can help it. Let your spine be long so there's plenty of room for your lungs to expand in all three dimensions. Take a few moments to deepen the breath. Find an even inhalation and exhalation, meaning your inhale is just as long as your exhale, and your exhale is just as long as your inhale. It can help to focus on the breath to close your eyes. With your mudra, your hand position, close the right nostril with your thumb and draw in air from the left nostril. Do this slowly until your lungs are full. Now release the thumb and close the left nostril with your ring finger and then breathe out slowly through the right nostril next take the air in from the right switch and exhale through the left release shake it off shake your hands flex and extend your fingers that's one round we'll do that a few times together I will lead it through But try to be aware of your own breath. If you are going at a different pace than me, that's totally fine. Your breath may not be as long or it may be longer. I'm going to try to lead an average breath in and breath out so that most people will be able to follow along. And I will guide right, left, right, left. So if you've never done it before, you can sometimes lose track. So I'll guide that along with you. Take a deep breath in through both nostrils. Exhale.
1: Close the right nostril with your thumb. Inhale, left. Switch and exhale, right. Inhale, right. Switch and exhale, left. Inhale, left, close the left nostril. Exhale, right nostril. Inhale, right. Switch and exhale, left. Inhale, left nostril. Close that off and exhale, right nostril. Inhale, right. And exhale, left. One more round, inhale, left. And switch, exhale, right. Inhale, right, and switch, exhale, left.
0: Release the hand, release control of the breath. Breathe slowly through both nostrils. Take a moment to
1: notice. Notice your thoughts and your state of mind,
0: how you feel in the body, with your energy level, or your mood. What are the effects of this practice? If you haven't already, gently open your eyes. Take in your surroundings again. Breathe normally. Remember this feeling. Remember that even when life is a roller coaster, you can find balance. You can be even Stephen it just takes practice. So until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day.